Hi folks, welcome back to the Nothing To Be With You podcast with me, your host, Claude Ryan. This is a space, remember, that gives whispers a voice, mentions all the unmentionable and brings all things inwards, outwards. How are you guys all doing? By the time this comes out, it will be Paddy's Day Eve. So happy St. Patrick's Day to you all in advance. (laughs) I hope you're all set for the weekend and looking forward to whether you're going out or staying in or going away for the weekend or whether you're abroad or at home. I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend celebrating. Um, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that in a while and I suppose us Irish and our love of drink and you know the difference I suppose between are we just having the crack or are we having a problem (laughs) but anyway I'll come back to that so here we are guys episode five and I'm still winging it but I've checked the stats and yeah there's actually people out there listening to me so <laughs> thank you so much uh who would have ever believed it uh definitely not my husband that's for sure i hope you're all doing great um before we get into this week's episode i just wanted to start off and say a massive massive thanks again to last week's guest um the founder of pride Tipperary, evelyn roberts she was just super and what a joy to have on the feedback guys from having her on has just been unbelievable you you all really enjoyed her and it's testament to her and um her personality and her genuine soul and as i kept saying her authenticity and her honesty that um made it a very easy interview and a very easy one to listen to and her, her personality, her bubbliness is just infectious. Um, her story is definitely a hard one. She's definitely at tough times. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't always easy for her. But I hope that, you know, her story inspired some of you out there and helped some of you out there. And like I said, I can't wait to have her back on the show again soon. But um, for tonight, you're actually stuck with just me this solo episode (laughs) so i'm going to use this episode tonight to just go through some of the messages and the feedback i've been receiving so far from you guys and i guess delve into them a little bit further because you know there's been a few subjects in particular that seem to have been brought up and brought to my attention more and more and look we're going to have a little bit of a laugh along the way of course you know me if you're listening to the podcast by now I like to normalize the shit out of the awkward and the uncomfortable so that's what I'm going to do here and I'll dissect through some of the the subjects now that you guys have brought up and see what you guys think as always everything I say on this and everything I discuss this is my own opinion guys I don't claim to have a degree in anything other than my own life experience. So if you or anyone you know out there is struggling, you know, please contact a medical professional. You'll also see on the Nothing To Be With You podcast Instagram page, there's a highlight of supports out there available. So be sure and check that out. So I suppose this is the one that just keeps coming back, guys. It's the stigma with mental health from anxiety, depression, bipolar, psychosis, 
the list unfortunately does go on. I came across a post recently um, on social media about how mental health problems don't define who you are. There are something you experience. You And the quote I came across, which I absolutely loved was, you may walk in the rain and feel the rain, but importantly, you are not the rain. I just loved this because it's fucking true. We talk here about like, you know, like me, myself, I have anxiety, but I am not anxiety. It's just something I go through from time to time. And it's something I experience from time to time, but it isn't who I am. I'm also a shitload of other things. And I remember when I started this podcast, the very first episode was the one where I kind of delved into me and I suppose told my story for the first time. And I said, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a stepmom, I'm a sales professional, I'm this and that and the other, and I also have panic attacks. And yeah, I delved into that because that's the taboo thing about me. And I use my air quotes here, but I'm so much more than that. Uh, that is just a tiny fraction of who I am. I'm a shit hot sales professional. I absolutely love dealing with people. I love dealing with the public. I love so hard. I'm, I like to think a pretty good wife. <laughs> no, I am. I'm a shit hot wife. I'm a great stepmom. I'm a great sister and I'm a super daughter. And these are things I'm learning to say to myself a lot more because one of the things that was brought up in a couple of messages to me um, was about how some people feel they live with this imposter syndrome. And I totally, totally get it because for so long I was feeling like I was an imposter or I was an actress every day because this inward anxiety and crippling worry that I had and continuous fear of something bad happening, I felt that that was all I was and that was all I identified to be when that couldn't be so much further from the truth. It's, this imposter syndrome actually really saddens me. It saddens me that there's people out there, including myself, that we think that when we are nailing it at life and we're succeeding and when we're having a fucking great day or we're doing great at our job, we're doing great at our family life, we're fucking enjoying ourselves on holidays, we're doing whatever we're doing, that we're fucking imposters. Like, I don't think when I'm having an anxious attack or an anxious time that I'm an imposter. Like, oh, our brains are just so fucking complex. It's ridiculous. But as I've said on this show and to people that I've messaged back. I have learned from my own experience and my own journey when I'm feeling anxious and I have those intrusive thoughts, I'm not to trust them. They're just, they're fleeting thoughts, they're temporary, they don't last and they do eventually fuck off. So I guess that's the way I try and ground myself by using all the tools available to me and the supports that I've learned along the way and so on. Another thing that was brought up to me was medication. Now, again, I am, I'm cautious about talking about this because 
everybody's experience is different. And as I said, folks, I am not an expert. I don't have a degree on psychology or psychiatry. I, I only can talk about my experience. And my experience last year when I had my little tumble was, give me the fucking medication and give me the therapy. Let's marry these two together and let's make Chloe well again. And it worked for me and it is working for me. I am still taking medication. I am still going to therapy. But I, I am a very cautious person. I've never been, uh, I suppose, a fan of medication. I've always been weary of it because, you know, you hear so many horror stories about addiction and that is very real. Um, that people can get addicted to their medication, um, whether it's, you know, antidepressants or benzodiazepines. I mean, you do have to watch your intake of this and have it monitored so closely by um, your medical professionals, which I thankfully have. And I have no problem saying, yeah, I take medication. I have no problem saying that whatsoever. Whatever... I need to do to help me be better and be myself again I'm going to do that so I'm not ashamed to say I take medication if I had a headache and I take a fucking paracetamol I'm not hiding that there's no way I'm hiding that why would I it's a headache it's a pain I'm suffering I want to ease that suffering so look that is my view on medication but again it's something I'm quite cautious about talking about because, again, I can only go on my experience. And by the way, it was trial and error for me. I went through a lot of different medications before I found the right one um, that suits me and that seems to be helping me for sure. So, again, if it is something you're on the fence about or it's something you're not sure about, like I said... Discuss it with your family, discuss it with your medical professionals. And again, I can only talk on my experience with anxiety. So, you know, if you're suffering from depression or bipolar or psychosis or anything like that, please, please, please reach out and get the right medical professional help because that is where your journey starts. And when you take that first step, oh, fuck, it's amazing. It's so liberating. I keep thinking back, especially over the last week or two, of back in October when I, I was bad and I just wanted to get out of my own head because I just felt I was anxious all the fucking time. I'm so gutted that I allowed myself to get to that point because I really didn't need to. All I had to do was put up my hands and say, hey, lads, give me a hand here, will you? Help, I need help. And I'm always going to praise the shit out of myself for doing that because I can see the difference in me and I can see, I know those around me, my colleagues, my family, um, even my, my medical team, they can all see the difference in me. And like I said, this isn't a dirty little secret anymore. It's a badge I wear with pride and I'm... I'm a survivor and I'm a fighter. So I'm really living my life this year with the, when the intrusive thoughts come in, when the anxious, anxiousness comes in, 
I'm trying not to give it airtime. I'm letting it be what it is. I put one foot in front of the other while I have that time. And then it passes. And then I move on. And I find acknowledging it. Yeah, you're here. Okay, right. How are you doing? I call my anxiety Frank. I call my negative thoughts Frank. And I call my positive thoughts Faye. And this is a very personal thing I'm sharing with you guys now. But um, it's something I've done in therapy. And I've, I've called my anxiety Frank for a couple of years now. And now it's almost a running joke. It's like, oh, Frank, you're here. What are you here for? What, what are you drawing my attention to? Why am I anxious? What, what, what do I need to address? And then I bring in Faye, the compassionate voice, the voice of reason, the voice of logic and the voice that challenges Frank and is like, why are you feeling anxious right now? What do we need to do to make you feel better? Instead of what I used to do, which was just live with Frank, let's kick the shit out of you for feeling this way. Let's kick the shit out of you for feeling down for feeling anxious you're a freak you're this you're that all those horrible disgusting words I used to use constantly to myself now I just like no no you're going through a hard time when you go through it and that's okay it's all relative you don't compare yourself to what Jack and Jill have you just go with what you have right here right now and you work on yourself Oh my gosh, uh, I just wish I had all this so many years ago. But look, it is what it is. Um, I definitely think everything I've been through has brought me to where I am now for a reason and for a purpose. And I like to think that my anxiety has actually made me a nicer person, which is a really weird thing to say. Um, but I do, and I thank my anxiety for that because it has made me more of an empath and it has made me softer and less judgmental and that's something I still catch myself sometimes saying you know where am I born into judgy thoughts and the little judgy hat comes on and then I caught myself on because no none of us are perfect and hey we're all winging it here guys so yeah, so that that's a long way around me talking about imposter syndrome and medication. Those were two things that were brought up. Another thing that was brought up to me as well um, was social media influencers. Again, this is one that is, it's a complex one for me. Um, because I'm 38 years of age, so... I don't get influenced by social media. Um, I'm not of that age where I'm going to be, uh, I want to say tricked by it, but I suppose fooled by it. It's, I understand social media is powerful. It is absolutely powerful in so many ways. It has the power to tear people up, tear people down, tear them apart, bring people together, bring them apart. It's, it's incredible. The power of social media is just, it's mind blowing. And it's, it's beyond my, my capabilities of, of even trying to dissect it, to be honest. But 
social media influencers i did kind of look into this uh, after it was messaged to me how you know looking at certain influencers seeing that they have everything you know they have the perfect body the perfect relationship the perfect house the perfect lifestyle bullshit i call bullshit guys i'm sorry now, there's a couple of girls uh, in particular that I follow that I love to follow because they share the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. And one of them actually is Stacey Solomon. Um, I really love following Stacey because she keeps it very real and I admire her. But there's some influence out there. I won't name them, but there's a couple of Irish influencers that I actually stopped following in the last six months because and this is going to sound bitchy but it's not i promise you guys it's not i stopped following them because they were portraying too much of a perfect lifestyle and that just doesn't fucking exist and i think if you're an influencer whether you know it or not you have that responsibility to influence especially younger uh, adults and younger people on how they feel about themselves and I think sometimes you guys you influencers don't realize the impact you can have and the negative impact you can have there's one girl in particular and again I'm not going to mention names but I had to stop following her because I as a 38 year old woman who is married and definitely not skinny with perfect body or money to burn or any of that shit, she was starting to get in my head. I was starting to go, fuck, what am I doing wrong? Where where am I going wrong? Uh, so, girl, girl, you had to be unfollowed. Do you know, sometimes it's like, do you know, have a shit day, please, and document it. And it's not that I'm wishing the badness on them. Of course I'm not. I'd never do that, but I'm wishing the realness on them. Let us see that you are one of us because guys, there's no such thing as a perfect life. There isn't. And what goes on behind closed doors, none of us have a notion of it. So, do you know, it would be nice to see sometimes you having a shit day. That a day that the kids are fucking driving you crazy or your husband's driving you crazy or you're not feeling yourself or you're having spots on your face and you don't want to come on or you're going to come on, you're going to show the shitty spots on your face. I say this now, when I was meant to come on and do a, um, a, a video story the other night, I wouldn't come on because I had a weapon of a spot just under my nose and it was a weapon. And I was actually pissed off with myself that I didn't go on with it in hindsight because the vanity in me wouldn't allow me do that but again I'm not a model I'm not fucking perfect I'm not little miss perfect and I'm not your oh I'm just your average Joe that's what I am and in hindsight I wish I had went on with that spot I really do because that is what life is life is spots and wrinkles and yeah, look, social media influencers, I really just wish, I I hope for anyone out there that, uh, I, and a social influencer is probably never going to fucking listen to my little pod, to be fair, because who am I? But if you do listen, 
just be aware of of your followers be aware of what you post and i know most of it is harmless and you know having your perfect holiday or your perfect weekend away with your perfect outfits uh, you know sometimes it's okay just to show the imperfection it's actually more than okay i actually applaud that so yeah so look that's another one um um that was brought to my attention another one that I, I've just notes here of a few different ones, guys, that I'm just going through. Um, single parents. Now, again, this is a subject that is going to have to have its own um, episode. And again, a shout out to anyone who is comfortable, male or female, to come on and be interviewed by me. I would love that. Um, because I've had a good few single parents reach out to me by the way, male and female, and I applaud you guys for reaching out to me because I can't imagine it. I'm I'm not a, a single parent. Um, I have a stepson. Um, I'm I'm married. I I don't know what it's like to to have a have a child or children and be on my own. But I have friends who are who, by the way, are absolutely fucking crushing it. You know who you are. You're absolute legends. To be a mom and a dad all in one, that cannot be easy for male or female. And girls, don't jump on me about this because there is some good guys out there. There is. And there is some good fathers out there that are carrying the can on their own as well. And, you know, fair fucks to them. Um... I got things like the guilt of trying to compensate for being two parents. That breaks my heart. Um, my parents split when I was young. Um, and I do think my mum had a bit of that, looking back in hindsight. Um, there was probably that feeling of, oh, I have to be mum and dad. And I think that's terrible. There's, there's no way. Me as an adult now, um looking at the child all i wanted was just to be loved i didn't expect mum or dad or whatever to go above and beyond once once a child is fed nourished and loved that's all they want guys that that is all they want and to see two parents happy healthy and safe even if they're not together that that's okay because there's people out there that don't have parents, you know, and I think sometimes in the middle of, you know, breakups when they get toxic and they get, you know, nasty and bitter, I think parents, male and females, can be guilty of using the kids as the weapons in their own hurt and their own trauma, which I understand, by the way, we're all fucking adults, none of us none of us um there's no there's no guide to how to in life how to be the best parent how to be the best wife how to be the best husband how to be the best partner how to be the best child how to be the best daughter there's no guide for any of this so we all just do our best and we're human at the end of the day but the one thing i would say and again coming from being a child of um uh you know a split family Never use the kids as weapons, guys. Never. Because that will come back on you. I can promise you that. That will come back on you. 
Your kids just want to be loved. That's all they want. They don't need to see any of the shit and the pain you're feeling. They don't. I'm sorry, but they don't. That's what your friends are for. That's what your family are for. You so you reach out to them. You fall apart in their arms. But for your kids, just stand strong, guys. You just do. Um. Also, uh, I had a, a, a single mom actually say that um, she feels bad going away, like, for a night or, you know, getting away from... She has two kids um, and feels guilty. She gets guilt that she's letting them down. That made me feel so sad. All I kept thinking of was like, you're more than just a parent. We're, it's down to like even my anxiety. Like I'm more than anxiety. You're more than a mum. You're more than a sister. You're more than a, a daughter. I mean, we're not just defined by certain aspects of our lives. And that really... I feel so sad that somebody could actually feel that way and feel guilty about wanting to have some time out and away. That would be me, like me saying, I want a girl's night, Connor, and I just want a night away from you. Because <laughs> that does happen. And likewise for him. That's okay. It is, we got to do what we got to do, guys, to keep our heads above water and to keep ourselves feels keeping our heads above water, feeling safe, feeling sound, and feeling happy. So, hey, never feel guilty about wanting to have a bit of you time. That is more than fucking okay. <laughs> In my book, I think that is fucking, hey, we can't look after others if we can't look after ourselves. So we gotta look after ourselves first to be able to look after others. Um, Yeah, so that is it. Another one that's gonna come up um, is, um, Parents of kids with special needs and disabilities. I'm going to be doing a full episode on this soon. I'm really looking forward to doing this. This is one that's close to my heart. I have a sister with special needs who is my absolute world. She is on a pedestal that no other person will ever get near. But it is hard. It, and it has been hard at times. And we're blessed with my sister. She is just super. And, you know, in terms of her disability, it is mild. Um, but I obviously know people that have kids or siblings with severe disabilities, you know, and severe autism. And I think we need to shine a light a little bit more on that because I feel that Ireland is still failing parents of children with special needs. And I really want to be more educated on that myself. Obviously, my sister's in her 40s now. So when she was born, there was nothing identifiable uh, immediately that there was something wrong with her. In fact, I think it wasn't until there was no sign of her kind of starting to walk that um, my parents realised that there was um, possibly an issue there. And that was late 70s Ireland. So there was no proper supports there really initially for her. Now look, she's in a workshop now and she loves it and all that, but Compared to what's there now, uh, the, the 80s and the 90s was shit. 
Um, but I still think we need to do better. And I am going to be having a parent coming on soon um, to discuss this because what can we do? What can we do to help? Because it could be any of our stories, guys. It could be anyone. Um, so that is one I definitely am looking forward to discussing more. Um, another one that's on my list as well is addiction arising from COVID. And again, this is one I'm just going to kind of touch on. Um, there's a lot of addictions out there that are being raised as massive issues now post-COVID. Alcohol, drugs, gambling, porn. Porn, actually. This was one I came across as well, and I, I, I don't mean to laugh at that. But yeah, there's, there's addictions out there that people... I suppose, through no fault of their own, got hooked on different things because of COVID. And that is one that needs to be dissected a bit more, again, in a solo episode. Um, these are all the kind of things that, like I say, this is why I'm doing this podcast, to bring shit like this to the light, to discuss it, that it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to say, hey, do you know what? I'm fucking drinking more than I should at the moment. I'm smoking more than I should at the moment and after starting on online gambling. Guys, I know for a fact when, when COVID hit first, I remember thinking, fuck, I, I need a drink. And I was very aware that I could very possibly be one of those people that could go down a rabbit hole of drinking during COVID because I was fucking scared. And we were bored and we were trying to figure out what was what was lying ahead for us. And drinking would have been a very easy option for me, to be honest. And it could have been something I could have turned to quite easily. So I made a conscious effort not to. And as you know, I became an accidental pioneer in the process, um, which I'm loving still, thank God. And like I say, do, do I know will I ever drink again? Not so sure. Um, but I really enjoy my nights out now and I really don't miss the hangovers and I find that Clodagh without drink is just as fun as, as Clodagh with drink. Um, so yeah, I, I have no problem with that, but I do still find it funny how <laughs> the question's always, am I pregnant or am I on antibiotics? So it is quite funny there. But yeah, so look, that is kind of the the feedback I've been getting so far. And look, as I said to you guys, I'm still winging this. This to me is still very much like an audio diary um, where I'm having a chat with myself and I feel like I'm inviting you guys to sit on the couch with me and chat with me and give me your feedback and your thoughts on what you'd like to hear more of. There's going to be serious episodes from time to time. There's also going to be wicked funny episodes from time to time. And that's what I'm really looking forward to about this. And that's what excites me about it. And um, actually, one thing that was brought to my attention uh, in an email was to discuss about woke society. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. This is something I am not overly familiar with. I know it's something that emerged from anti-racism um, through hashtags and music videos and stuff like that from, I think, the mid 
2010s. And I know you've your left and your right and you've people with the Black Lives Matter and women in power and then cancel culture on the other side and banning comedians and people like that. So I would like to do an episode on that, but I would love to get on two different uh, sides of the coin for that. Um, for a healthy debate and I can be the referee and yeah I'd like to know more about woke society because this is something that again I'm a millennial is that is it millennial so uh, this is new to me um, and I are, I'm not very educated on this one so I would like to to get to know more about this so again guys as I always say get in touch by email nothing to boo with you at gmail.com or on Instagram. That's the way you seem to most like to reach out on the DMs and the polls. So I would definitely like you guys to um, um, come out to talk about that a bit more. So yeah, so that's me kind of wrapped up for this week. I just wanted to check in with you guys and have a little chat with you on the feedback I've been getting to date. I'm so excited about next week's episode. I have um, a special guest coming on. And with that coming on, for the segment for taboo or not taboo, that is the question for this week, I'm going to ask you, is it okay in your eyes for girls to have one night stands and to discuss it openly? So there's one for you. I'm going to leave that one with you guys. And I want to hear from guys and girls on this. I want to hear your opinions on your what you think of one night stands. What do you think about girls having one night stands? And there's a very, um, very good reason for why I'm looking for this. And it's going to be a talking point of next week's episode. Um, next week's episode is going to be a little bit more controversial, a little bit more raunchy. Um, it's going to, we're going to talk a lot about sex. <laughs> so I'm going to give you full disclosure there. It's going to be an episode discussing sex. So again, mommy, daddy, please don't tune into this. I don't think they've listened to any episodes either so far. So thank God, but definitely don't listen to episode six because um, it's actually, will I call it episode six? Oh my gosh, I'm calling next week's episode, episode six. Um, because, again, brought up to me, we don't talk about sex a whole pile. So, um, you know me at this stage, the things we don't like talking about, I'm going to fucking talk about. So yeah, so make sure to tune in to, not next week, the week after, um, it'll be a pre-recorded one. And um, by the time that one comes out, I will be over my surgery. So I'm going to be so excited by that. And hopefully it'll all go well. And in terms of my own anxiety building up to that, I've allowed myself to freak the fuck out the day of. I'm not allowed panic before it, but I'm going to freak out the day of the surgery. Give myself the few hours to be a drama queen and to be a loose cannon, because that's fine. It's an anxiety-inducing situation. I'm not going in getting my nails done. I'm going in getting cut open. That ain't going to be fucking fun. So, yeah, um, I'm allowing myself to freak out for that. So, that's me, guys, done. I'm getting far too used to being able to talk by myself. But, um, 
hey it's having the crack with you guys and i hope you are enjoying this as much as i am i will be back as i said in two weeks time with a very sexy episode can't wait for you guys to tune into that and in the meantime as always please be kind be wonderfully weird be you take care guys <laughs>